Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Tuesday, September 28th, and it's all going off. In this episode, Arsenal destroys Spurs. Sorry. Sure did. Liverpool, Brentford was bonkers. City have a tectonic technical masterclass for Chelsea. Oh, and uh, United lose to Aston Villa for the first time at home since like 1830. But uh, Mike, you're a week away from your... your days away from being married but how did you experience the worst london derby in your time as a spurs fan i'd have to say it has to be it has to be yeah yeah um it was the tail end of my bachelor party i had a a couple of beers at a bar out here on long island which is where i'm coming to everybody from today it's like it's like where where in the world is mike it's the last time you saw me live from long island (laughs) live from long island yeah um not great um I saw the lineup. I was encouraged. And then um, almost immediately after kickoff, I went, oh, this is going to go poorly. Uh, and it wasn't so much uh, what Spurs did or didn't do or what Arsenal did or didn't do. It just felt like there was no mm, Englishness is what we say all the time, but there was no drive from Spurs. Nothing. And the only time you really saw it None. was Sonny scored to make it 3-1. in the He seemed minute. to be in the game. Yeah, he was around, but I mean, it was, he was, he grabbed the ball, right? He was like yelling at players, which is sort of like a Hoybier thing. You know what you need to do? You need to go find the Jamie Carragher coverage of this game. Yeah, I did. I saw it. Dude, I didn't realize it because I'm not clever enough. They literally had no midfield. It was a Hoybier. They were like, we're going to give you, I was about to get into it. Thank you for bringing it up. There's actually a still I saw on Twitter of each place that Nuno has managed before, including Wolves being his last stop, obviously. And that was exactly the, the 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 strategy or the lack thereof, I guess you could say. Um, really frustrating stuff to the point where Arsenal is not a good team. We're not under any illusions about that, but we made them look like fucking goal They did. They looked amazing, you know. <laughs> but it was. And I just don't understand. Uh, and I don't know that it's players. I don't know that it's it's that it's the tactics. I think it's a little bit of all. But it's been a weird. 36, 48 hours on, on on Spurs Twitter, if you will, because um, it's well, of course out, everybody's of course. got the pitchforks out for for Nuno, yeah. which is it's sort fine. of understandable. How's it's the Kane's powder? Fall. How's the powder in stuff going? Oh no! Well, the, have you heard the latest on that? <laughs> no, no. Okay, so everybody's like, yeah. I mean, like, look at Brighton, you know, blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> and it came out. I think Matt Law had this, uh, and it was. That Potter didn't have any interest in working with Daniel Levy as his reputation rose. So this guy's not, if, and if that's to be believed, then this guy is basically saying like, "Yo, I'm gonna get the United job. Like, fuck yeah, out of here. Yeah, fuck out of here. I'm not dealing with you." Or you know, so my neck, my latest job for him, like he's moved from my he should go to Newcastle to Everton to now I'm like. When Rodgers gets fired, he's going to take the Leicester job. Leicester They're going to win the league. Leicester would be great for him. Yeah. Because that's a well-run club. Anyway, but yeah, so I watched it as well. And all I could think was, yet, yeah, like you said, Arsenal are not this good. It wasn't like, like Lisa was watching it with me. And I just kept saying, yeah, I'm watching this team. I'm like, this is a shit version of City. Like a slow version of exactly. it. Exactly. It's like they, slow they hang City. hang your hat on being. Exactly. Right? And then I didn't quite get – I wish I had the real tactical understanding like that you know you can see from Carragher. But I was like, where the fuck is everybody? Yeah. They're just like going through the team. And I I felt compelled to sort of call out Ali, but it he, he just seemed to be in the wrong places. Yeah. And I'm not sure if he was running hard. I just want them to get stuck in. Like who from Spurs like put a boot in on somebody? Nobody. Well, and that's the thing is that, you know – I already said his name once on the show today. Hoybear was as guilty as anybody. And yeah, you'd that's... expect him to do something. And and right, you had that yeah. dive thing like Spurs fan. I mean, did he get fouled? But in this season's climate, no. It's barely a foul. It was a it was a shock of foul. You've seen him called, you've seen him not called. You know what I mean? I like, think that was pretty textbook, but I think that matter. that was yeah, that was a footnote, problem. really. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and cry about that because Shit. Okay. Then it's sort of a game at that point, but like, yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was comprehensive. It was, it was an Arteta game that he needed. And remember we talked about it early on, you know, I've flip flopped seven times on Arsenal, but we <laughs> talked about after they lost, they needed 
12 from five. Mm-hmm. I think they're on 12 now. They're, or on, they're 12, on nine. And they've got at least one or two of those games left. So Right. And that, we were like, oh, my God, they could drop points to Spurs and they have to pull something out of Brighton. We were worried about Burnley. We weren't yeah. so much worried about Norwich. They only won those games one nail on, on free kicks. Like, they weathered the storm of their center backs. But it seems that Arteta has the players that he wanted. I think, like, this game is like, I have my guys now. This is what I wanted to play like. I've got Gabriel. I've got Tierney. I've got Tomasu. I've got Party in the side. Yeah, Shaka's still there. I've got Smith Rowe and Saka. I've got Aubameyang. I figured out this striker shit. We're not ever playing to, and Laka's never playing. Done. So Smith Rowe was good, and I think he has a lot of the players he wants. And you said this when they signed him, and I and and it's going to take you know I, I love the Emerson Royal signing, but we basically passed on Tomiyasu. Uh, to get he's, him, he's good. He was good. He was good in breaking up a lot of the the pressing. He's, you know, he's, he's a two footed right a back. Fuck, he's a fucker. No, he's a he's, defender. But he's he's a, he's got, a he's, defense. But he's but he's also big. He's six yeah, foot. Big he's guy. not. Yeah. He's not like Tierney with his shirt tucked in. I'll never. By the way, players never tuck your fucking shirt in. You <laughs> look like a fucking nerd. Like I don't lo- like Rodri drives me nuts. Because his shirt's tucked in. He doesn't even look like he's good. And you're like, you look like a spaz. Why is your fucking shirt tucked in? (laughs) Now, I'm pretty sure Zinedine Zidane tucked his shirt in, so I probably might be off on this. But he headbutted people in the chest, so he's like, he can get Oh, no, it was Pirlo who tucked his shirt in. Uh, Oh, yes, it was, it was. Because he's an international man of mystery. But I don't think um, we There's almost not that much to talk about. It's just like... What the fuck happened? It's no, like I think a, it's funny, it's like but sh- I don't think. But it's, it's like any a shock. It. It's a shock thing. It's like, wow, that went badly. Yeah, but I, I, you said you know Arsenal's got Brighton next. I think we learned a hell of a lot more about what Arsenal is and isn't against Brighton than we did on Sunday. I don't think we, we learned anything about Arsenal. I think we learned a lot of things that we didn't love about Spurs, and um, frankly, I don't know how they go, where they go from here. Um, because again, and, and, and Nuno for, for what he's worth, he, he did fall on his sword hard, yeah, big time. And he's a, he's a super likable guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody will pretend that that's not the case. I, th- Is a, he out of his depth? Probably. Prob- but out of his depth, what does that mean? It means you have to have something other than, Hey, Adama, go kick the ball and be faster than everybody. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It means you go into a game with your team sort of reeling and you you set them up to, to get smoked. No, to literally give away the most important part of the field. Are you fucking kidding? Yeah. Like I, yeah, I I so the but, way but the, to a man, it's not close as far as quality in those positions. Well, it's close. I don't think it is, but I mean, sure. Arsenal and Spurs are about as even talent wise as they've been i mean i think those two 11s i thought that i thought there was a significant talent gap and they got their shit kicked in yeah well i mean i think i think the i think the 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 thing is is like i look i wanted to look at the stats and go more objective and and look deeper before the game spurs were last in shots created yeah that's still are bad no they're not last anymore they're 19th yeah, they're somewhere like 18th. But okay. that's bad. And it calls to not that Kane should be that, but I think and then I was I just sort of went back and was looking through and sort of recognizing some things and doing some Spurs work and thinking about how they were they were, you know, that 16-17 or 15-16, they got the 86 points, they had like a plus 6. They were that was a that champion was that was a champion level team. Like that is so a team that could have won, right? The last, you mean the last year of White Hart Lane, right, or whatever 16, it was. Seventeen, yeah, yeah. But what I fun. noticed, what the couple things that I noticed was Erickson played every minute of every game for like three years. Correct. Who's the and other one? He's uh, Aldevaroel when he no, was no, no, available, no. Well, no. and and the and other Kane would play all the time. Yeah, but the other important piece that has that left the team, oh, you can draw Dembele. Dembele. Yeah. You can draw but they a direct never, line to his they never, leaving the team. And he was hurt and sort of old at the end, but they never replaced him. In fact, Tanguy But it's Dombele, Erickson they never replaced. Both of them. Yeah. they Because they replaced Dembele, ironically, with Ndombele and Lo Celso, who stink. And uh, they never even tried to replace Erickson. They basically said, hey, Kane, just go play two positions. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think the and they're surprised why they're here. I wonder. I want. So I have another question. Are you starting to rue not selling Kane for instead of one sixty? Going, you know what? Let's do one twenty-five. So amidst, as I mentioned, a uh, alcohol-filled <laughs> weekend, I did say watching and this could be a good segue into this game watching <laughs> ivan tony <laughs> i said i would sell kane and buy tony and saint maximin <laughs> oh you want to talk about fun that's anything fun. <laughs> less than that i wouldn't i still wouldn't sell kane for i wouldn't yeah yeah and those then, two would be fun that. if what i put in a, a fake nut whatever number you want 150 300 doesn't matter spurs will fuck up 80% of that money. Yeah. So yeah. if you told me the funds from this are going to that and there's a direct correlation yeah. between the two, I will be very sad to see him go, but I will be happy to see those two yeah. walk through the door. Yeah. So, Anything less than that is a waste of his So I think it was, a, it was it, it, it's a testament to Liverpool-Brentford that we're not talking about City-Chelsea right away, yeah. like from the top. Oh. I mean, Liverpool-Brentford was – Bonkers. <laughs> that was the might that I hope it's not, but that could be a game of the year candidate. It was yeah, it so was fun. it was so fun. It was I hope so we get fun. something like that or better at some yeah. point. But if it, it just if it doesn't, I'm like that was pretty awesome. The the crowd at Brentford makes a difference, right? That sort of keeps things they going. Do. Within the first five minutes, or is it first ten minutes? Two balls cleared off the line. The first two yeah, chances both for sides. both teams. Both sides. The balls were cleared off the line. Brentford goes up. This time it was an I don't even I don't have the scores in front of me, but I'm pretty sure it was and Bueno first. It but was, again, you know, I was talking shit about him all day. Yeah, I was watching was, this with my brother, who's a Liverpool fan. Yeah, you got no, we had Ethan Pinnock. That's who. It oh, was. right, right, the Jamaican who had been then, in the lower leagues, which is a right, great story. Jota comes right back on a header again. I just don't understand how he's always open. It just yeah. makes me fucking yep. crazy. Yep. Um, um, and then shortly after halftime, you had Salah, and you're like, okay. Two one Liverpool, they're gonna. Uh, Brentford's not going away, but they're gonna assume control here. Um, well, the funny thing is, Pinnock got injured on his goal because he came off after right, that. Right, 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 um, but Yanelt two two bang, and then here you go again. And and Curtis Jones, I was not, I was, I had missed the Curtis Jones goal. I saw the replay. I was like, Holy it was shit. pretty badass. So <laughs> again, you go. This is the second time you're like Liverpool. Okay, I mean, it's twenty minutes to see this out. Brentford's not going away, but okay, fine. And they get the late kind of broken play tying goal. And it's just, it was it, the whole way through. It was frantic. It was just so much fun. It was, um, it was what people, it was, I think Liverpool got to experience what it's like when you go to Anfield and you're just like, what the you were fuck? Saying, Brentford, <laughs> you know, I, I jet, I felt that like a, an Anfield life at the, at the Brentford community stadium, which needs a better name. Um, <laughs> it's Griffith park. Just call it the old name. All right. Griffith park. We'll call it that. <laughs> but nice. no, I mean, it's, uh, they got rattled a little bit. And we saw a lot of what an absolutely outgunned Arsenal lineup, like of those kids walked into, you know, yeah. and they, they walked into an even more hostile environment on a Friday night to start the season. So um, I I was I I I find illegal streams and I watched match of the day on this and um, Alan Shearer pointed out that you know they had they were like he's like I love these guys Tony gives them some place to go every time they would go short go short then go long go long depending on what what uh, Liverpool were doing Thomas Frank of course is refreshing he's like yeah we want to play out the back it's the European champions they're the best pressing team in the world we're going long like this is yeah. a problem for us. <laughs> But on set pieces, they have a set piece coach as well. They were flooding the back post. There was always a three on two in the back post. And everything was a scramble. And even though, you know, the, both their goals, they had two goals off of set plays. And they were sort of scrambly goals that yeah. you play the percentages. And if you can get an extra 10 goals a year or five goals a year is uh, is huge. If you're Brentford, that's yeah, the difference. Massive. That's the difference between potentially the Premier League and the Championship. In yeah. your first season in the Premier League since yeah. 1947. Yeah, yeah. Amazing, amazing game. So many players that you'd want on your team from Brentford. You're just like, can I have Ayer, who was everywhere? I'm like, yeah. he comes at a center back. He's in the back post. Like, where the fuck is, where is he going? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, of course, I like to point out that Trent Alexander-Arnold fucked things up. And, um, you know, Liverpool gave up three goals. Even though, in my head, I was like, when's the last time? A team with Van Dyke gave up three goals, and some guy was like, "They lost seven two to Villa." I was like, oh, <laughs> "I forgot about that." 
<laughs> but um, that was so fun, and I'm just happy that Brentford's there. They just have like if there's an approval rating for a team, Brentford have it. Uh, I feel really good because you know it was one of those ones that I've been talking about for three years, basically, right? Yeah, almost. No, you've been uh, driving call- the Brentford bus, right? I'm like Mope Watkins. Tony, no, I just watching this game again, watching with my brother who's a Liverpool fan, but knows his shit. Right. And he's yeah. like, you can appreciate great talent. He's like, I, I kept telling him before the game, I'm like, dude, they're going to show up. They're going to show up. Like you're, you're going to be annoyed at how much you like these guys by halftime. And do the whole second half. We were just like, good God, how do you root against these guys? You know, you can't, so, you can't. And, and um, but, but let's take a step back. Cause these are these things that I think one of the things that's that we like to do on the pod is, Highlight these moments, right? Highlight these things that don't happen in our sports. Highlight the way football creates feelings that are beyond understanding. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Why does this sport do this for not my team? Like where you can get like, why teams do sort of get into like, we need to play the right way. Because if you're hoofing it and there's so many nuance, like, yeah, they were hoofing it, but they were hoofing it the right way. Mm-hmm. Or the underdog thing really kicks off and you can sense the spirit building. Like since there's no timeouts, there's all this stuff that maybe it happens in college sports. Maybe. I don't know. I don't watch I enough college say. football or like a basketball moment where the team in the NCAA tournament, you get that yeah, but Cinderella that's so story. Hyper, right? That's you, two to three weeks. Right. But there's like Cinderella stories that live through a season. I think yeah. we had it. Two years ago with Sheffield, we were like, yeah, fucking go. Overlapping fullbacks forever. <laughs> I think it's because I think it's because, and this is relative. Of course, winning a game in the Premier League is a massive achievement for anyone, but you don't the difference between college football and it's probably the closest thing we have here is that let's say I'm a fan of Indiana. Right, which is actually a pretty good parallel to Brentford A because the Red B because they um they've kind of ascended. They're like a a, but but they're like a historically not a great football program. It's a basketball program, sure. Yeah, but they've ascended in the last four to five years. Good coaching, recruiting, whatever. They they're sort of a giant killer in the Big Ten now. And so when they lose, they're like, ah, that sucks. But we beat Penn State or we beat Iowa or whatever. So you you sort of get that, but the rest of the season is sort of meaningless, right? Because you're like, ah, we're not really playing for anything. We're just sort of happy to be higher than we were. Yeah, we're seven and five. It's fine. Yeah, we're going to a bowl game, right? We're going to the Holiday Bowl or whatever on December 25th. Um, but Brentford, it's about survival, right? So you've got that added element where a point against Liverpool at home feels like a trophy because you're like, okay, we're sitting here on what? On eight points now, I think. If you're on eight points this early, you don't go down. It's no, weird. Like, remember no, we talked no, about, no, like, no. Oh, it's 40%. Yeah. Like, you're good. <laughs> they're on eight points. Uh, yeah, they're good. They're not going Sorry, anywhere. nine points. Excuse me. Wait, after the draw. So, they're on nine points through six games, but it's but it's about building, right? The same way that Indiana went from two and seven or whatever to, to four and five, and now they're in they're in plus territory, and they're, uh, they're a contender yeah. in the Big Ten. Right. Yeah. So it's, but it's, it's the feeling like, part. It, it's just weird. Right. Like right. It, the momentum builds. You've got a few seasons with the team, but and it, it might be hard. They may not be able to replicate it. Like we're seeing, you know, I'll just give a quick anecdote. Like Leeds this year is having a hard time. <laughs> well, the difference a little between bit. Leeds, Leeds and Brentford is that Leeds is has one speed. And like you said, Brentford's like, yeah, we're not going to play that way against Liverpool. Leeds is like, we don't give a fuck. We're gonna, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're going to. But but Leeds is different too. They have a different historical context for Leeds, so it's a little no, bit no, of a of different course. story. But yeah, I mean, I, but I also and I always say this when we bring up the comparison: Indiana football fans a have Indiana basketball. They have the Colts on Sunday to pay attention to. Brentford fans haven't had anything to root for since nineteen forty fucking seven. Okay, like like this well, is not a big in the deal. league. No, yeah, but no, no. The thing is, these I mean, clubs these clubs live forever, right? They've been around. Yeah. They were basically Brentford were famous for their old Griffith Park Stadium that had four pubs in it. Mm-hmm. That East was corner. what they were famous for. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, my team, which got the air taken out of it by these two amazing games, uh, City versus Chelsea, which was very, off, which was very much a really good tactical game. You felt like it was boring, but City pressed and played better than I've seen them play since I know the exact date, since January 3rd, 2019 at home versus Liverpool. 
that they was the pressed. John Stones game. Yeah, that's the John Stones game. Or you could say one of the the second half of one of the PSG games. But this okay. was a pressing masterclass. Uh, Tuchel really sort of got his kind of got really played defensive. And one of the things that if you notice about Chelsea, aside from them winning all these games, is they don't really create that much. Uh, Lukaku scores goals when he gets chances, but they're not really creating that many chances. And they tried to nullify City again. And this time City was like, no, we're choking you out. And they yeah. played. And I want you to you ready for this formation? Two, two, four. <laughs> they played with four forwards playing up high on all those Chelsea defenders. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get out. Uh, De Bruyne man, De, De Bruyne man marked, um, man marked Jorginho. So there was no outlet ball. There was no Mason Mount cause he was injured. So they were just three, three defensive midfielders with Conte being the furthest up. And as great as Conte is, he's not great at building out from the back. Yeah. So city just choked them out. And Lukaku and Werner were on their own. And whenever a ball got past the city front four, uh, Rodri was there to cut it out. He Step seemed right to up, be like yeah. playing center field the way Busquets used to play for for um, for peak peak Barcelona. And he seemed to be where the outlet ball was going to go. And would mm-hmm. and if it did get to Werner or Lukaku, um, the two defenders would just stuff it out. So uh, Laporte and um, and uh, and Diaz were on top of him. Now, did City create a lot of chances? No, but they got their goal. And once they got their goal, they changed the way they play. They sent back. This is the new city where they they can play the way they played last season. We're like, whoa, wow. What's this weird defensive version of city? This is amazing. And they actually played on the break. And of course, didn't take any of their chances. But, you know, it was a dominant performance and one that I was like, holy shit. I was not expecting this. (laughs) And, you know, another, another piece was they couldn't have done this with a striker. They couldn't have pressed the way they did with Kane uh, because Jesus and one of the other things was they ran, you know, Pep's all tiki-taka, whatever, but they ran. I mean, Bernardo Silva led the team in clearances and tackles like he was everywhere. He would fill in for the back line if anyone came out like this was a running hard performance. And Mm -hmm. it's just the first leg of the uh, city triple crown they have to run. It's. Chelsea away, PSG away, Liverpool away. <laughs> so in in eight days, those are the three games we're playing. Jesus Christ! Uh, I'm fun. willing. To, I'm willing to draw at PSG or Liverpool. Of you we are. Can... That's the least important game right now. You're in the group stage. You're going to get through regardless. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I am. I am worried about Liverpool away. Do they're you still, see? They're listen, still the top team in, on offense in the league. Sure. Do you see Pep? Sort of, he's going even to though the he has to, he, has, he has to rotate. He has, he has to because rotate those guys game, right? ran so hard. Now the luxury you have of being Manchester City is that you, yeah, sure, fucking rotate. Okay, we still have a better team than ninety percent of our opposition, but you run into a situation where PSG is like, no, you don't, not today. So, well, not this time. They, they, I mean, if it's Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe, by the way, it's not working uh, right now. But hey, you know who's coming back when we fire Nuno? <laughs> Yeah, I'm still yeah. I'm back around on that. that yeah, I, I think I think the culture of the team revolves around PSG. That is revolves around Neymar, who's never listened to any coach. And he was yeah. why that team's bad. He left there and they never Except. did anything since he got there. So that's just me. And um, the only runs they've really gone on in the Champions League was with him at Hurt, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, they made the final two years ago. Right? Yeah. Wasn't he yeah, hurt? Yeah, I'm going to pretend he was hurt. It makes more sense that way for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I do think City uh, City will rotate and go. They'll do a front line of Mares, Torres, and um, Mares, Torres, Sterling. Whereas just now we just did. By the way, Foden played the nine like I've been saying. I know. I saw. I saw. <laughs> I saw. I didn't see was, the game, but I saw. He was really playing. good. He didn't really get any chances to do anything. And he was like, it was the first time you could see the physicality of just like Rudiger just pushing him over. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah he can't really be right, that. Right, right. <laughs> but, you know, City were really good. Again, I, I think, and Grealish was really good. I just think one of the problems that City has is there is the lack. It's very not robotic it's it's like a 
it's like a beautiful sort of like, yeah, a beautiful German car. It's like, yeah, it's a Mercedes Benz classic. Okay. But it's not like a Ferrari and makes loud noises. Right. It's, it's not. A, it's yeah. just like it's just precision and cool and smooth and like a beautiful modern art piece or a building. It doesn't have any city doesn't have feelings. Right. So and you don't love any of the guys. I mean, Grealish brings something, but it's very Even hard. Grealish seems like he's been muted a bit. A little by bit. The, yeah. By the shirt. Yeah, it is weird with city. I think that's one of the issues that they're going to have. And what I've been my hypothesis in my head is that the management of city is like it's all about winning right and like no not always right? a little bit of uh something uh, well, what's the what's the not drama name? no no the the, the this will the hawks coach from uh mighty ducks right it's not worth winning if you can't win big like you kind of need like one of those guys where it's like yeah oh, like there's them. no there's no saint maximan there is a little right. bit there's a little bit in diaz diaz has a little bit of juice oh, it's I hard like to him. have it from that position yeah yeah there's no attacking. there's no there's no eric Cantona. there's no swag there's no like guy who's gonna score a goal and just be like there's no Zlatan because Pep is the personality. Pep of the is team right. He's the Zlatan. He sucks all the air out of it. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. kind of weird. And I think one day they'll need like a brand manager to be like, no, we're badass. Yeah. Uh, whereas PG- PSG are going that route where it is all about brand and the winning is too easy in a weird way, even though. So, I mean, so we'll see. I think, I think maybe City just needs to win the Champions League, but we'll never get, City will never get the juice that Liverpool gets from Anfield and the juice that United gets from B- Mike, you're on Mike, your speaker, your headphones went out. Well, what I was saying was, thank you. What I was yeah. saying was, it's not so much about um, uh, having Twitter followers or having, you know, whatever. No, like but said, it's... As long as, as long as Pep is in the room, he's going to continue to be that manipulative force in the room. Right. So I don't know that if you brought on, Zlatan and you brought on, you know, all no, he would clash. It would Barbara. clash if Pep's oh, God, there. It would be, it it would would be clash. horrible. Yeah, that's why all those any players with like their own individual personality kind of clash with Pep. Of course, but but even like players like Grealish do, players like Sterling do, but yeah. they they have to have it conform to the for the and the he'll just bench you and he's just like, no, you're done. It's it's similar to like the Yankees like beard thing where it's like no 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 oh hey Garrett Cole you have uh three hundred twenty four million dollars in your account but you're gonna be clean shaven because we fucking yeah. said so yeah yeah and it, it is kind of late core four Yankees era like post po- post it's sort of like one of the things that I feel like Daryl Strawberry and Dwight Gooden in a weird way gave that that first Yankee championship it gave them some of the dirt from the Mets that. Lifted that team a little bit in a weird way. Well, they were way. scrappy too. They needed that. Well, that that early era team, but that, but yeah, they, they it's missing juice. It's missing something yeah. that City has, and Chelsea just just were found wanting. And it was a little bit of like a we're still champions. It was a little bit of that kind of Tom Brady upstart team comes in, and Tom Brady with when when he's with the 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 Patriots, he's like just calm the fuck down. Bing yeah. bang boom boom. We got this, okay? Just chill the <laughs> fuck out. So that's City. And then while City's playing... Well, hold on. Let's, we're going to talk about the actually the better game of the early slate. Uh, but we're going to talk about our friend Joe first at Attitude hey, of Gratitude Consulting. Out. Because um, I, as we mentioned at the top of the show, am days away from my wedding. I'm staring down the barrel of this horrifying endeavor. Um but Joe started to explain to me some of the tax benefits of being married. So I'm kind of excited about that. No, he's um, he's been an awesome guy to have in my corner throughout this entire uh, ordeal and process, which has been enjoyable and fun. I know I sound like a bastard. Um, but no, Joe at Attitude of Gratitude Consulting is really taking care of, of me and, and Jess and everything we're trying to work through right now. So, And, and honestly, for stuff that comes next, it's it's the thing that he's kind of helped us keep an eye on is like, yeah, you know, be where your feet are sort of thing, but always kind of have one eye, like what's coming down the road next a little bit. Right. So don't do anything too stupid on your bachelor party, idiot. Um, but yeah, so uh, do us a favor, visit attitude of gratitude, for more information. You'll see an awesome landing page on the website with his phone number. Um, really, really approachable guy. So give him a call, tell him Mike and Laurent from chop sports sent you, uh, and you'll be glad you did. So that's, once again, that's attitudeofgratitudeconsulting.com. 
And uh, you'll be glad you did, and you'll be glad that you're not a United fan. That's right. Uh, with a shitty coach who Oof. doesn't know what he's doing. Now, I know you think I just beat the dead horse, but no, I can't he did it again. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I did watch this whole game, uh, especially on replay. I watched it after the fact. And United just didn't create anything because you know what? They don't have a way to play. And Aston Villa do. And they hired a throw-in coach that got them their goal late. Uh, Courtney Howes, who was in the lineup at the three at the back. They Before City played Chelsea, Aston Villa already played the best game versus the best team in the league. Even though they lost 3-0, they were awesome yeah, versus Chelsea, were which was weird. And um, Aston Villa looked like they were going to win this game three or four times. Uh, Ronaldo didn't really do anything. This game was more the Mason Greenwood is 19 years old and thinks that he's better than everyone on the field and would just shoot. In fairness, the, the kids. <laughs> no, but, and that's it, fine. Though. That's good. That's no? good. I mean, you want your striker to be that way, but sure. there were a couple of passes that he passed up. Uh, I know that no pun intended, but he had, he had six shots and uh, United did have a chance to tie on a penalty. I'm shocked. Uh, well, let's, that. let's dissect this because we just yeah, talked there about, were, there, I, but I'm just sort of going through the whole thing. Yeah. That, no, I know. Uh, that that Fernandez missed. <laughs> well, right. Amazing. But so in this is one that's more black and white somehow than the the Tottenham foul that we were just talking about a little mm -hmm. bit earlier. Mm -hmm. But handballs are still one thing. Fouls have been have become far more. Um, the the refereeing around them, I'd say, has become a little a lot more loose, a little bit more liberal on their their interest in calling penalties even when it goes to VAR, um, the handball rule is still way more black and white, whether, whether actually, whether it is or it isn't, it's certainly being enforced far more black and white. And this is exactly what happens where, you know, Bruno puts a ball into the box. It is, it's a nothing burger, but oh, here you go. I forget who. But but Cavani hits, headed it to his arm. I think, right. But I think it was Matty Cash, maybe. Um, Cavani. Oh, who, whose hand it hit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it hit, it hit a house. The guy who scored the goal. Got the penalty called against right. him. Okay. Courtney Hatton. And so you're sitting there and you're like, fine. Of course. You sort of say, of course, United, blah, blah, blah. But fine. Now, so the way that I read the situation, because since his arrival, Cristiano Ronaldo has been taking penalties and he was on the field. But Bruno had been doing it before then too. And all they said that both were capable and he was happy to have both of them on the field taking penalties in a situation. Be the fucking coach and tell who takes them, you fucking so I think what. And I do also think that in an in an attempt to kind of keep his stars happy and the, the the wealth moving around, he effectively said, "Bruno, if you draw it, it's yours." And I don't know that, but that's kind of how it felt to me. Mm. And so Bruno Fernandez stepped up, and after a good I'll, thirty I'll seconds you, of shit, yeah. so there was a good thirty seconds of shit housing where all of the United players are around the box, and it's one of these things where. Did someone scratch the penalty box with their cleats? The penalty spot? I don't know. <laughs> but our friend and yours, Mr. Emmy Martinez, who's basically now a, like a Latino villain, but he's got the Argentinian like we win at all costs thing. So, so here's the here's the setup. Fernandez has the ball. He's putting it on the spot. There's a bunch of United players around them and and Aston Villa players. They're sort of giving a hard time. Martinez walks up to the penalty spot and is pointing through the crowd at Ronaldo. And you can clearly saying, you see him saying, you take it. You take the penalty, Cristiano. I want to save it from you. So he's <laughs> telling him, I'm going to save a penalty from you. So all the time he's fucking with Fernandez, it all gets cleared out. And Fernandez... Is, well, but let's explore that a little bit more just because I love him. And I love yeah. the way that he does this. What he's saying... He's not talking. He's looking at Ronaldo. He's talking to Ronaldo. He's not talking to Ronaldo. No, he's, he's not saying this guy next to me is dog shit. He doesn't even yeah. count. I don't even care enough about him to want him to take the penalty. I want to beat you because I know I can beat him. He's fucking irrelevant. The, the, just and the, then, the, the and then just, just it's such great shit housing where Beautiful. you have this icon who clearly takes the room, the air out of United. Like he's a like Cristiano. We talked about it, right? He's bigger than all the clubs in the Premier League combined. Yep. Yep. And he just kind of might be taking the air out of United in a weird way. And I respect Mason Greenwood. For, he took eight shots. You you went on mute again. Um, he took eight shots, which is a fuck ton in a game. Yeah. Like, that's a lot. Um, 
but yeah, but the shot, the the shot by Fernandez, he kicked it into like the third row, like way yeah, over exactly the bar. It, right? He riled them up. Yeah, he- and then and then Martinez did a dance, which was even better. Um, <laughs> although, like in the run of play, one thing that did happen that really hurt United because they don't have a way to play. It's very much an individual moment thing. They lost Luke Shaw to an injury, and Shaw is their creative hub. Like when they get out from the back. The ball goes to Shaw. He runs it up and he crosses it into the box. So that whole part of their offense was gone. Um, uh, Maguire went out somewhere in the first half as well. So they lost all their buildup that they normally have. Like they're not good enough or have a way to play enough that you can know what they're going to do. They it, it they're inconsistent because it only relies on oh look what Pogba did. Or, oh, look what Ronaldo did. Oh, look what Fernandez did. Now, it looks good, and they're really good. They have great players. But, you know, we were talking about a minute ago how we don't know what Spurs are going to do. Uh, Arsenal are searching for their identity, and this was a game that gave them identity. We were talking about how City are interchangeable and kind of boring, a machine, because you literally know how they're going to play every time they play, right? Like, the, the pieces don't matter. For United, the pieces are all that matter because you don't know what they're going to do. And that's down to coaching. And the pathetic display by Ole after the game of like, that should have been a penalty. I'm like, no, dude, you should never lose to Villa. You don't have the gravitas and the 15 trophies behind you like Ferguson. He tries to do the Ferguson shit. This is one of the things that Sir Alex Ferguson used to do. When he had everything in the bank, he would then attack the refs on games in the regular season when United would lose so that they would get the calls later. Mm-hmm. He has no gravitas. You just sound like you're bitching and whining. Mm-hmm. He's just not. And look, you got the penalty. You you got fair or fair, fair, you know, fair or not. You got the opportunity to steal a point that you otherwise didn't deserve. And you didn't even, you didn't use your worldwide superstar to put, put the ball in the net and kind of walk home. So, well, yeah. that'll never happen again. Ronaldo's taking all the penalties. Oh, I know. Yeah. As a and there, but, now, owner. now there was one other thing. If I were a Leicester fan, I'd be pissed because Ollie Watkins was maybe interfering with the goalkeeper that that did was not called, so they didn't go to VAR to check it. Mm-hmm. So he was mm-hmm. kind of interfering with the goalkeeper on the header. So that was one thing. But you know, whatever. That's but again, it's it's run of play things where they're letting the boys play more, or, I, or the way really... VAR works. There has to be a call that to be checked. Oh, oh yeah, okay, right. Yeah, so in the case of of Leicester, no, they not were flagged, necessarily. They were flagged for offside and then checked, or VAR right, has to say, "Hey, look at this." Yes, but in the so going back to the Spurs example, that was a foul that was not called, but VAR still reviewed it. So that's not necessarily the case, right? So I don't know. Um, then I don't know how the fuck it works. It doesn't make no, any sense. Nobody does. <laughs> but it's fine. No. Just just get rid of it and just go back to the old way where people I complain. Because no, they, they complain with VAR. So who cares? I think the steps that, that the clubs have taken or the week guys taken, I should say, is is Better. effectively doing a lot of that. I mean, we went from two to three plus VAR checks a game to maybe one. I'm okay with I that. Love it. I love it. It's so I'm much okay better. with that. It's yeah. enough. So, it's still enough that I'm like, no, I think we should have had it that time. Well, We're listen, well, you know, I, uh, you know, uh, I got my parlay because of two VAR calls. Yeah, let's talk about your best bets. <laughs> I missed the week, obviously, but so let's go into that. Oh, uh, I had, I was a little bit all over the place. So I'm five and ten, but I went for a crazy parlay uh, that I got three fourths of, three fifths of. So I got my money line on Everton. I got the city win and I got the palace draw. I did not get Spurs. Spurs really didn't play their part on my North London Derby draw they certainly didn't. because they didn't show up. Nope. And then I misread the under over on Leeds over. I thought it was out for the game, but maybe I didn't. They, I definitely thought they would score two goals. So mm-hmm. I missed on an over for Leeds, which they almost had, but uh, that was okay. My big, big win. And I tried to hedge by taking a city draw money line straight and the one and a half, uh, West Ham. But my big thing that kept me alive for the week was I took the plus 700 Villa nice. win against United, uh, which made covered all the bets. Now I'm five and 10, but I'm uh, put in a hundred and I'm up 150. So I'm at 230 in the bank. There you go. Uh, so, so far my bets have been 
I I kind of have been hitting on big things and haven't right. spent more than ten dollars on any bet. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you if you've been betting with me, you're winning money. Now, That's true. your That's rates aren't great, but if every once in a while I I find these these nice um these big hits like the Villa set plus seven hundred. I just kind of knew. I just don't trust United at no. all. And I really trusted Villa. There was thought into this. Like after seeing Villa play Chelsea in at home and how well they played and how much I know Dean Smith used to be the manager at Brentford. So whether he's an old school English manager or not, he got the gambler's dust on him from being at Villa. And the only reason he's not the guy who brought Brentford up is because the Villa job came up and he was a Villa fan. And he was like, Oh, I'm going to leave. And now Thomas Frank is the coach at Mm -hmm. Brentford. He would have never been, he was their youth coach. And like, he was the right hand man of Dean Smith, like just helping the players. So I knew he had some of the shine and knew what to do that he could nullify United. Cause basically if you're a good coach, you see United on your schedule and you go, I'll fucking beat these guys. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. Like until he gets fired. I don't think they won't fire him. Well, they just extended him. They, they they're not firing him with an extension for uh, I think a potential fourth year option. The only so. way they'll fire him is if the t- fans riot, and the fans won't riot. Well, we've seen they lo- that. Literally, I mean, I don't mean literally riot. They already did that. Um, yeah. That's so crazy. They actually rioted. Um, <laughs> Storm the field. Uh, but I don't think Ole would get fired. They all his cronies, like his friends, they won't. They'll never say they should fire him. Right, like. No. Gary Neville basically holds his job in his hands. For how long, though? Right? If they go trophy this again this year, I mean, he should be. Fu- yeah, it, it'll be. He'll, but he'll get the year. Like, if he he'll get the full year, he'll get the full year, and then they'll sack him. Yeah, because they'll be in the top four. Like this, yeah. they're too good. Like I agree. And Leicester's not good enough. West Ham's not. There's like the top four is nailed down already this year. Unless, yeah, unless yeah. Brentford, unless Brentford fucking unless Brentford unless, unless no no sorry brighton unless brighton somehow no just... either one <laughs> brentford either one. you're saying brentford t- for top yes, four I'm in, I'm i think in thomas frank one. would be a fucking better manager for united i mean it's just like what oh, are no, you no, doing no, you stay off that because thomas frank for for spurs is is <laughs> rumbling in my head yeah yeah but maybe you'll find out that it actually is levy and levy is ruining your team no, and no, no. Um, i'm going to find out i know that Oh, okay, okay. No, it's 100% um, his fault. So do you have any other games you want to talk about from the list here? So I'll run through the scores. Not really. I mean, we we kind of walked through the big ones. There was four mm-hmm. big matches, right? Like, uh, do I care that Watford and Newcastle drew? No. Uh, one one thing I'll bring up, as I, I mentioned, as a ailing um, uh, Bruno Fernandez fantasy owner, uh, we had a fantasy El Dushiko that I just barely edged you and Chari out, which was good. <laughs> It was sweet, sweet revenge for losing in the final last year to you goons. Um, yeah. I got nothing from Harry Kane. I got very little from um, Alexander Arnold, but somehow I, I was able to pull it out. So I'm I'm, I'm psyched about well, it. Well, I'm going to mention the two games that I watched I, because I had money on them. Uh, Leeds West Ham was fun. I think we know what West Ham are. They are good. Uh, Antonio gassed, pulls that game out in the 90th minute. Yeah, but again, and I mean. They're going to lose. They're going to be in the conversation for Europa again, which, by the way, they'll be thrilled to do. Um, But I think that they're going to still, wherever we think that they will finish in a Premier League schedule with this team, you're going to have to take five points off because of Europe. At least they're top, but they're that's a top ten team. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think I had I had them right around the top ten because I think I had Europe taxing them a little bit. And let's be clear, they had a lot of cosmic bullshit go their way late in games last year. So I'm taking a and little they got bit another one right. Mikel Antonio is like out of this world right now. Yeah, and they beat Leeds in a Leeds way. Leeds are really not deep enough to have injuries, and they have injuries. Yeah, so they played an 18 year old. Yeah. Uh, they're still running up and down. They're still playing well. It just Rafinha with a nice goal, but. Uh, they have no wins. We have six. Is it six winless teams? I just have to check. I was going to say we're in, we're starting to get to scary. Time. Yeah, Leeds are in the relegation zone right now. There, yes, there are six teams with no wins: Southampton, five. Newcastle, five. Southampton, Newcastle, Leeds, Burnley, Burnley Norwich. and Norwich. Oof. Yeah, uh, and the best of them, Southampton's probably the best one. Yeah. It's actually ranked appropriately. Yeah, although oh, we one. still we still trust. 
we still trust that Leeds and Burnley will will get out of this, but who's going to replace them is the problem, well, right? The question, there's, right? There's too many good teams is the problem. Southampton right. have looked better than I expected. Crystal Palace significantly better than I expected. I told you Crystal um, Palace is going to be Yeah, good. yeah, no, you nailed that. Um, one game I do want to chat about. I got to think Watford will pull down into the bottom. There. Yes, definitely. Um, but Burnley-Leicester was a fun one. Um, my friend, my brother and friends put a little bit on Leicester's second half. Uh, I did not publicize this before the game, obviously, but Leicester down 2-1 at the break. Uh, we took Leicester's second half. Jamie Vardy left it late before he was having a party. He got his second of the day in the 85th, but late on, and I forget who the defender was. It might have actually been Vestergaard, and I had been singing his praises for a while, ever since they signed him. I think it was Not great, Bob. Uh, Really, really (laughs) tough outing for him. Yeah. The balls, so it's like the 93rd minute. The ball is to the left of the Leicester penalty area, and all you got to do is hoof it down the field and get rid and set yourself back up. He just pops it up. And it goes about 15 yards of actual distance. It goes really it high. Was, it was Vestergaard. And I saw it go up and I went, oh, that's not what you want at all. And yeah. what, Bad 35 clearance. seconds later, bang, bang, one of these shit Burnley bounces, header off the post and in. And there was just silence in the room. Because <laughs> <laughs> we had just lost. We went from, we we got a great late smash and grab win to a, a horrible smash and grab uh, bad beat. And then my friend and yours, VAR, got in, involved, and they ruled the goal off. So we had another celebration. It was that was the that was one of the highlights of the weekend. Believe it or not, we had a fun time with that one. But yeah, yeah, I think I think this I, Rogers is taking too long to figure out that Ihanacho is his number ten or his yeah, nine and a half, as we like to call him. <laughs> right. Uh, he didn't play Madison this time and went with Lookman uh, mm-hmm. up front. But I think once he figures out that he needs to play Ihanacho and Vardy, they'll start to play better. Uh, I also think that they've missed they've missed uh, Johnny Evans in the back because he's the guy who's like he's old. He has championships. He plays out, but they don't look like a team that's going to finish in the top five again. Well, or, two I mean, things about the, their back: like Castagna and Pereira have either been varying degrees of hurt or. Re- returning or, from injury. In right. They, they, they subbed for each other this game. Yeah. And so neither of them is quite right yet. Um, it's sort of a makeshift back line for, yeah. for Leicester. I, you know? I, I just, I, this, I think that, you know, we called out DACA early in the transfer window uh, as a player that, you know, was a classic Leicester find and they're just not playing him. So it's really frustrating yeah. to see. And then Barnes had six shots only one on target. He needs to get firing. He's Listen, they alive, have good man. players. They're better. They're not going anywhere. But if we had dreams of anyone cracking the top four in England, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen now. Everything's really close. They're all on 13 points and blah, 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 blah. Everton's still there. And Brighton are still there on 13. I just love to see it. it makes me so yeah, but happy. Leicester's all the way down in 13th with seven points. So, I yeah. mean. It, it'll shake out. It I think will shake out. Fine. But I mean, look, if you're behind the horses by six points already, yeah, that, that that's not going to get any easier. It could be one of these seasons where like the league is one on 90 and the top four are like stretch between, you know, 85 and, yeah. and, and 80. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, 80 is a big number. Usually the team that finish in fourth, you usually finishes 75. in the 70s, 70. Yeah. yeah. So, We'll see. Um, I had one other game that I had to call out, which was Palace Brighton, uh, the M twenty, the M twenty five derby. We'll give it short shrift. Um, Palace again played really, really well. Deserved to win. They were up a goal on a penalty kick right at the at the death by my guy Connor Gallagher drawing the penalty because that's what he does. He's a fucking all action destroyer of worlds. Zaha finished. Then. You know, Brighton were huffing and puffing, just didn't have enough pace in the side. Uh, no Basuma, and you could tell. No Basuma, no party. It reminded me of City when Yaya wouldn't play. I was looking for that big African super machine in the middle of the pitch, and he just wasn't there. And I was like, oh, no wonder Brighton sucks. Their best <laughs> player is not fucking playing. <laughs> and uh, they never did bring in Lamptey, but they do have a nice a nice fullback in uh, Mark Cucarella, who's got this big afro, and he runs up and down, kind of a better version of uh, who is that weird French boofy haired guy that Arsenal had that choked Mopade and they shipped them off to Marseille. Guendouzi. Guendouzi. He's kind of got the Guendouzi look going he's on. He's a shit David Luiz. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's got the Guendouzi all action without the madness. But in the 95th minute, clearance 
by Gaeta, shanks it. Uh, Veltman, one touch, Veltman, yeah, one touch volley into Mope, who chips the keeper, and all fucking hell breaks loose because he taunts the entirety of Crystal Palace. <laughs> they run off the field. The fans start throwing flares. There is literal violence. The there's a fight in this. Uh, Raya starts fighting with Zaha. Uh, so Crystal Palace and um, and Brighton did live up to its shithousery. And Mope is just a real son of a bitch. He's the kind of guy who fucks your girlfriend. He yeah, really but you is. know what? So is Zaha. And <laughs> I was so happy to see him put one on those pricks. You know what? I like Crystal Palace. But man, I don't, but you don't hate. like him. Yeah, but you I know what? Zaha. If he was on your team, you'd like him. Yeah, but he's not. I feel so. like him and Vardy would be like a racist buddy cop movie. Like, a, <laughs> <laughs> Right? And they just like, I'm too tired for this shit. And Vardy be like, come on, Riggs. <laughs> it just like I feel like Zaha and Vardy just need to be together somewhere because oh. it's just like grumpy shit housery. Like, no, you didn't pass to me, you fucking cracker bitch. Lethal Weapon <laughs> Eight: London Calling, starring Jamie Vardy and Wilfred Zaha. That's fantastic. <laughs> Wow. Because they're kind of our mirror images of each other. With, like, with, with Emmy Martinez as the villain. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like <laughs> in, a, in a penalty shootout to finish yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and he would, and, but Martinez would do it in a Speedo with the Argentine flag on his ass. Yes. That was how he would do penalty because he, he'd like take his shirt off and just wear boots and a Speedo and do penalties yeah. <laughs> with yeah, scars. Listen. I'm pretty sure we could get this movie greenlit. Like that's a script. It's a winner. <laughs> but Zaha Vardy together is just like there's just players that should be together because they would hate each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's how we have to go. Let's go. All, <laughs> All right. right. That was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. We are the football wing of the Chop Sports Network and part of Fan Hub, too. I forgot about that. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. If you're listening on Apple, please rate and review the show so that you can help us grow, grow, grow. We've been growing without any help, uh, so just help anyway. <laughs> uh, next time you see us, we will be in the same room, weirdly I, enough. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm going to New York on Thursday. So the yeah. Thursday show will be – I don't know when I'm going to do it, though. We'll, fi we'll figure it out. 